Hey friends and welcome back to another episode of Under a Rock. Tonight we will be uh, diving into the world of Aeroplane, released in 1980 by Paramount Pictures. Uh, in this classic parody of disaster movies, a traumatized former combat pilot is forced to land a passenger plane when food poisoning strikes the crew. It's got a 97% on the tomato meter. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into it. This is Tater. Hey, everybody. This is Deep. What's going on? Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, Airplane. Uh, yeah, probably one of the... Uh, greatest spoof movies of all time if not the greatest spoof movie of all time i mean it uh yeah it basically kind of launched the modern iteration of the genre i mean the uh the producers uh jerry zucker jim abrams and david zucker they pretty much had their hand in just about every uh every spoof franchise you could think of from the uh you know over the last 40 years well deep dive into that in a little bit but um this movie pissed me off why did it piss you off this movie pissed me off because i was absolutely so this is the one so i haven't seen airplane i had seen bits and pieces of it um mm -hmm. but i had not actually seen it all the way through and i was absolutely certain absolutely certain that steve martin was in this uh and he wasn't and who is who is Le what's his name liam Hmm. Oh, Nelson? uh, no, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie, Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen is who you're thinking and of. Then for, and then, like, I kept picturing it, like, what would it be like if it was Liam Nelson in it? <laughs> Liam, wait. Did Leslie we... Nielsen? No, no, no uh, Liam. Liam Neeson? Yeah, Neeson, there we go, like. <laughs> no, there was, just put, uh. Just put his face in this movie, and it's hilarious. <laughs> just his face. No, this movie, uh, yeah, Leslie Nielsen, uh, played the doctor on the plane, of course, um, yeah, um, no, this movie starred, darn it, and I can't remember his name now, but, uh, uh, bunch of white guys, bunch of guys, <laughs> yeah, uh, from the, uh, Mission Impossible TV show, uh, darn it, can't remember, but, uh, I mean, a ton of people are in this, uh, you know, Robert Stack, the, uh, uh, was Rex Kramer the, uh, the the voice of the uh, the unsolved mysteries guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He was in it. Uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, David Le Le Leisure, Joey Suzu. So just a ton of people, and this was like I'm pretty sure I kind of did a little bit of research. I think this is like the first kind of like that scary movie style, like just kind of gag after gag of just you know doing the pop culture of the time. A lot of this stuff didn't really, like, you know, age well. I'm sure there's references that I missed. I mean, they, you know, they did, like, Saturday Night Fever and Godfather and Ten and a lot of other movies that had come out around that time. And it was just, yeah. Like, the difference between it and, like, say, Scary Movie 17 or whatever is, like, this actually had jokes in it. Like, there were actual, like, yeah. you know, zingers, as opposed to just, hey, you know, look, I'm, you know, I took this thing that was in this movie and made it gross, and isn't that hilarious? Like, which is what I can't stand about, like, a lot of those, 
like Aaron Seltzer and Jason Friedberg movies, like date movie and epic movie, Meet the Spartans, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Where there's not even any jokes in it. It's just, just like, hey, look at this thing. Isn't it funny if we made fun of it? Okay. And, you know, it actually had a coherent plot, which was awesome. Um, it was mostly like the overall the overall storyline, you know, the the helicopter pilot who lost his nerve in the war and can't fly anymore and... His girlfriend loses respect for him, and he chases her onto a plane that she's working on and has to... Uh, th- that plot's taken from the 1957 movie Zero Hour, which, you know, according to my research, like, a lot of the lines or a lot of the plot points were lifted directly from it. But, I mean, there's really not a whole lot yeah, more to it. It's just a classic movie. I mean, a lot of the humor still holds up. There's no real, like, racist humor. You know, even the the one Indian guy in the turban they showed, they didn't, you know, show him, like, talking while bobbing his head and having a stupid accent. He just was there and just happened to be wearing a turban. Like, maybe the, the Hare Krishnas, but, I mean, they were all white, so you can't really call that, like, a racist thing. And most of the Hare Krishnas back in the day, you know, at the airports were white, so... No, it was just... Yeah, that's what, that was the thing that stood out to me. It was like, yeah, there were actual jokes. There was actual humor going along, going on there. What about you? You said this is the first time watching it front to back. What was your, what were your kind of thoughts on any particular jokes or any kind of... It was just goofy. It was just, the whole thing was goofy, which I enjoyed. I like a good, ridiculous, goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that it was. <laughs> The Mayo Clinic with all the man <laughs> The best foods jars. <laughs> like, like I, I, I laugh at that because every time I think of the Mayo Clinic, like, I think of mayonnaise because I am who I am. Let's just not... I'm from the Midwest and I, I am basically as pale as mayonnaise. So when I think Mayo Clinic, I always think of, of mayo and so the wall of, of mayonnaise just was the best. And that's how you knew it was... Uh... That's how you knew it was the uh, uh, filmed on the West Coast because it said Best Foods and not Hellman's, right? Or was Hellman's even a thing back then in 1980? I don't know. I've had Hellman's before, but mayo's mayo, man. It's white junk in a jar. Like <laughs> mayo's mayo. I I disagree. I've had some mayos that were pretty gross. What do you know about mayonnaise, sir? I've been putting it on sandwiches for almost 40 years. I know quite a bit about mayonnaise. You know know a lot more about hot sauce. You know stuff about hot sauce. I would never challenge you. I may know a lot more about hot sauce, but I I know my mayo. I would never challenge you on your hot sauce knowledge. Don't you challenge me on my mayo knowledge, even though I know nothing about fucking mayo except for eating it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we kind of touched on the plot, like, like, yeah, the plot is just basically a device to get everybody, all these crazy loopy characters onto this airplane. You got Leslie Nielsen's the doctor, the uh, the pilots, Roger and Over. Yeah, oh my, that bit, <laughs> so that many, bit cracked me up. So many gags that they did with that. When Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar is trying to tell, you know, like play off, like, no, that's not who I am. That's not me. Yeah, that little kid was like, no, it is. This is what my daddy says about you. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. 
Line about you try to you try to carry Bill Walton up and down the court all day. The nun doing the slapping of the face. Yeah, the line of people to slap the sick, uh, the hysterical lady. That... She wasn't even all that hysterical. She was just mildly upset. Well, she, she raised her voice. For 1980s, that's pretty hysterical for a woman. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of the, uh, yeah, just so many, like, so many classic gags. The uh, the Roger and the over, the, uh, you know, don't call me Shirley. Like, so much... St- like, this movie is so quotable. It's... Can we talk about the Girl Scouts? Oh, the Girl Scout. Yes, the Girl Scout bar brawl <laughs> during like, the Saturday Night Those are Live. some bag-ass or Girl Night... Scouts. Like, hell yeah. I wonder if that's where the the thing of, of don't mess with Girl Scouts came from. Is like that. Like, because it's an old enough movie. I wonder if that's where I, it came from. I thought it was don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texan Girl Scouts. I, I How about that? I right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to Texas. We already know what happens <laughs> in Texas. Thank you, Thumb and Louise. We don't go to Texas. No, we don't. No, this. Yeah, it's just. And can we talk about like? I mentioned uh, Zaz. I think that's what they were known as. They. Uh, they. Uh, Zucker. Zucker. Abrams and Zucker. They. So get this, uh, like in college or like right out of college, they uh, they, they formed this uh, the Kentucky Fried Theater, and they were putting on like doing sketches stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They did a Kentucky Fried movie, which came out a few years uh, before this. It it's just wild how many of these movies that one or more of them have been involved in. Like the Naked Gun series, the Hot Shots movies. Uh, they did Police Squad, which was a TV show. Uh, the movie Top Secret with Val Kilmer. That was kind of like a, a spoof on like the Elvis movies where he, I'm a singer, but I'm also a spy. That kind of shit. Like they did. And a lot more than that. Like uh, I think one of them uh, directed Scary Movies 3 and 4 after they got shitty, but still he was involved. <laughs> uh, they produced Superhero Movie. One of them uh, was a writer on High School High. Like, so all of these movies kind of came from them a lot of... Are you saying this is like a root movie for... It kind of is. Uh, the, the only other, like, you know, like there was... Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, who did uh, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka. Uh, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And I think he was, uh, like, one of the producers of the first scary movie. Like, and those were, like, you know, some funny stuff. The less he started being involved with uh, the other Wayans brothers, that's, they started getting less and less funny. It's just, uh, but yeah, so many, yeah, there's, I mean, there's only so much you can say about this movie. It's just so, you know probably one of the most quotable movies of all time i think it's the wrong week to quit sniffing glue <laughs> yeah exactly who was exactly. that guy i'm gonna i'm gonna try and look it up who was the guy he was ah he's been in stuff he was in the oh do you remember i said hey who was that guy do you remember uh Let's see if we can find his face. Oh, when we were watching it, I thought that was Robert Stack that you were asking about. Maybe it was. Unsolved Mysteries. 
No, I remember like hearing. Voice. I remember hearing his voice and immediately feeling ten years old. I know that voice. Hang on, let me see if I can find a stupid face. Armand Trot was in this. Did not recognize him. From. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, Mike Armand Trout from uh, Breaking rad. Bad. He had like one scene where he checks. Uh, they had, they had him check something, and he uh, and he had, and there was a turkey oven. Oh come on! It oh, where's the thing? I just saw a picture of him. Where did he go? This little cutie, little cutie. Let me uh, yeah, let me he pop had, on like, the an old feminine thing going on, without being. Oh, here he is. This guy, the guy holding the newspaper right here. Oh, uh, I because he's been in stuff. I I have seen him. I've seen him in stuff. And I, he's I'm not, not sure. I'm on, up on the IMDb. How's he? Uh, shoot, I can't remember his character's name. But yeah, the effeminate kind of assistant to the uh, air traffic controller, Is this dude. Steven. Yeah, Steven Stucker. Is that yeah Johnny Henshaw Jacobs? I think that's him. Let's see here. Steven Stucker was a marvelously wild and dynamic, free spirited actor who specialized in deliciously broad portrayals of memorably outrageous characters and a handful of comedies made in the seventies and eighties. Stucker was born on July 2nd, 1947 in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, it says here he died uh, in 1986. 1986, which is, because I feel like I've seen him in other stuff, but I loved his character. Just very like, oh, this is a thing that's happening now, bye! Like, I enjoyed him. I yeah, enjoyed his only character. other uh, notable roles were in uh, the second airplane and trading spaces. So yeah, he died pretty young. and Didn't have a whole lot of credits to his name. Unfortunately, but yeah, he was great too. He was pretty hilarious. Now, Airplane Two was was a movie that I only saw bits and pieces of, but from what I've heard, uh, yeah, it was pretty much universally panned. Uh, the producers of this movie wanted nothing to do with it at all, and by like pretty much every account I've heard, it was terrible. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it or not. Mm-mm. Yeah, me neither. It was a bad week to stop drinking. Yep, it sure kind, was. This kind of was a bad week to quit drinking. Uh, this was a bad year to <laughs> to cut down to once a week, to be honest. It was a bad year to stop smoking weed, too. Yeah, well, you know, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know, this is, yeah, it's, uh, maybe we shouldn't pick, like, uh... <laughs> Like, really good, really funny movies, because, yeah, there's not a whole lot to, uh, yeah, there's really not a whole lot. Just a lot of quotable lines, which, most of which we've gone through, just. Yeah, and I think we need to to stick to doing the conversation directly after the movie, because I've forgotten I have a very bad memory, even sober. So, I did enjoy it. it. It wasn't, like, an over, like... I under I I can now understand why people are like oh my gosh you know how have you not seen airplane it right. does it I can see why it holds like an iconic spot in comedy it just wasn't like overwhelmingly I, like I honestly it wasn't a gut buster for me so I honestly took like very few notes because I was just sitting back and watching and enjoying this yeah it's just an enjoyable movie that it, it's it really doesn't. Uh, lend itself to this kind of uh, of a medium of dissecting things 
But uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, a terrific movie. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Deep right? gives it yeah. five stars. Yeah, crawl out from under your rock and uh, yeah, definitely check this movie out. Speaking of being under a rock, uh-huh. you want to talk about next week's movie? All right, you darling little people. I don't know why you're darling or little, but all right, you people. We are going to go the deep space for this one. Except not, no, Deep Space Except is going to come really. to us. We're going, we're, we're watching E.T. Because Deep has never seen E.T. No, I have not. Uh, and it's, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, uh, because his favorite uh, movie theater candy is the Reese's Pieces. And we all know, for That's those right. of us who have actually, you know, enjoyed our childhoods and seen E.T., uh, Reese's Pieces <laughs> play a pretty, a pretty big a pretty big part in this movie. Yeah, I. Yeah, and apparently, uh, yeah, uh, E.T. Uh, I guess raised the popularity of uh, Reese's Pieces, as I like to call them. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, and uh, yeah, I just always loved Reese's Pieces, and uh, I, yeah, I never got the connection until somebody told me about it, and I was just like, oh, son of a bitch. So that, that made it even weirder. Oh, I've never seen E.T., but yet I love Reese's Pieces. So yeah, we'll be doing E.T. next week. Uh, let's find out where it's uh, where it's streaming or if we're going to have to you know, rent it or something. I really for surprised the, I don't own it. For the listeners at home, let's see if uh, we can... That might want to watch the movie or re- get reacquainted with the movie before, uh, before next week's episode. <laughs> I just got the How Did This Get Made theme song stuck in my head. How dare you. And... <laughs> Well, it looks like it is available to stream on the Stars app. So if you're subscribed to Stars or on uh, Direct TV on their on demand, otherwise you can rent it at all the usual places: Redbox, Amazon, YouTube, Google, Apple, Vudu, Microsoft, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, 1982. Let's read up the. Uh, oops. Yeah, let's do the uh, synopsis for next week's movie because nobody's ever seen it. After a gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth, the being is discovered and befriended by a young boy named Elliot. Bringing the extraterrestrial into a suburban California house, Elliot introduces E.T. as the alien is dubbed to his brother and his little sister Gertie, and the children decide to keep its existence secret. Soon, however, E.T. falls ill, resulting in government intervention and a dire situation for both Elliot and the alien. I really got to get better at reading on the air. Anyway, so that's next week's <laughs> film. Uh, and I am looking forward to it because I haven't seen this movie in like a decade or two. Well, I haven't seen it in 40 years, so yeah, it should be good. <laughs> You're going to be 40 this year. Hey, shut your mouth. I'm 28. <laughs> <sighs> It was it was a metaphorical forty. How dare you? Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. How dare you? No. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess that wraps it up for uh, this week. So you have any closing remarks? You have anything uh, you want to say to the people before we sign off for the week? Fuck the police. Okay, so fuck the police indeed. We'll see you next week for ET, and uh, peace the fuck out. Bye.